Dale Denwalt. You're listening to The Source. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the Oklahomans' most impactful stories with the reporters who wrote them. My co-host, Nuria martinez Keel will be back on the podcast next week. State officials want to expand the Kickapoo Turnpike south from Interstate 40, where it will connect to I-35 in southern Oklahoma. But residents of Norman aren't happy with the proposed route that would bring major construction and traffic to the rural outskirts of that city. Reporter Jesse Christopher Smith was there last week when about a thousand people crammed into a Norman church to hear about the plan and voice their opinion. We all have got the country to get away from the people. But first, let's start with Norman city leadership. Jesse, how has the city council in Norman reacted to the Turnpike Authority and the Transportation Department's plan to extend the Kickapoo Turnpike? Well, first of all, Dale, thank you for letting me be here today. In regards to the the city government, I think it's safe to say that they are uniformly outraged. Um, It is rare to see agreement with the city council here in Norman. Um, Anyone who follows the city of Norman is well aware of the political divides and strife that have happened and exacerbated since the pandemic started. But I think it's safe to say that um, every ward, it is every city council person for every ward in Norman is uniformly against this. Um, and I think they were equally as surprised as everyone else was um, when they heard about the plans and are outraged on what the turnpike expansion might mean for the city. In your story, you use the word shocked, uh, that the city council was shocked, whether it's the route that was planned or whether it was the way that it was presented. And the Norman uh, residents who were there, they're furious that the state could essentially pave over their homes and their property to build a toll road. Were the residents included in any of the discussions of the route before it was announced last month? Based on what everything that I heard and everything that I, that I know, it doesn't appear so. Uh, it doesn't look like anyone was consulted beforehand. Uh, before the plan was designed and ultimately announced. It's announced in late February. When I went to that that town hall in very early March, um, it seems like everyone there had only heard about it when it was announced. They had no prior knowledge of it. It doesn't sound like anyone was consulted beforehand at all. In fact, um, the engineering management, uh, Poen Associates, who were there on behalf of the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority at that town hall, flat out said that they hadn't done any environmental studies. They hadn't yet done the boots on the ground research in order to figure out what the actual ecological impact would be. And that also leads me to believe that they haven't yet gone out and actually talked to these people to do negotiations for their property yet. So no, I think it's safe to say that that there had been no prior knowledge uh, for the residents of Norman or anyone else in central Oklahoma before this plan got announced. Now, assuming that might be the next step um, is, you know, once they decide on where the turnpike is going to go, they talk to residents about how to acquire that land. But it it really sounds like that um, there's near universal or maybe complete universal opposition from the people who live along that proposed route that uh, comes down out of Hera from the I-40 interchange there, goes west of Lake Thunderbird, runs along the east side of Norman down to Purcell. So if you can lay out for me what some of the objections to the project might be uh, that you heard from the residents. Oh, man. Well, uh, where to begin, I guess, Dale? Well, a major problem would, of course, be the fact that they, again, they weren't consulted. That's That was a major uh, bone of contention. 
Um, another major uh, bone of contention that kept coming up during the town hall was the the possible impact to the water resources of the city. Um, Lake Thunderbird, which is if this uh, turnpike expansion does indeed happen, the toll road will go right alongside the lake. It is the major water resource, water supply for the city of Norman. I think it, it supplies about 70% of a drinking water for the city. And a lot of people were very concerned about potential pollution and contamination from the runoff from the Turnpike expansion and, and how it would um, further impair Lake Thunderbird, uh, which already has you know its own issues going on. And this would just further compound them and exacerbate them. Other problems that I know I heard Again, were the again the lack of environmental studies that had already been done or were supposed to have been done. Poe and Associates flat out said that they hadn't done them yet, um, and that they were using that town hall meeting as the first step in doing so. Um, but I know that there are a lot of um, endangered wildlife, endangered species, or threatened to to be endangered species um, that live in the pathway of of what that turnpike is proposed to be. And they would obviously be have their have their natural uh, ecosystem disrupted. Other issues I heard uh, also contend with the reality of private drinking water wells that um, people own on their on their own properties could also be uh, potentially contaminated by the runoff from the turnpike. The turnpike proposal is expected to run several hundred feet close to houses, if not directly over where houses are currently on on the map. Uh, and so that leads to a lot of potential problems uh, with uh, pollution of, of their actual drinking water. A lot of these people who live in Ward 5, um, they have moved out of the, the bigger metropolitan areas deliberately. Um, they enjoy the rural life, they enjoy the countryside, they enjoy the deer, the cows, uh, they enjoy uh, their acres. And they enjoy the the more peace and quiet uh, appeal of that lifestyle. And they just believe that a turnpike, if it were to come through that area, um, not only would they lose their homes, obviously, and and lose their property, but they would lose a lot of the appeal of that lifestyle. The noise pollution and the actual ecological pollution alone uh, would disrupt a a lot of that that natural appeal uh, toward five and... So yeah, that was um, that was amongst the the major issues that I kept hearing get repeated: um, ecological uh, pollution, uh, the lack of actual studies or consultation, and just the the problem of eminent domain. So let's take a viewpoint of this from the state side. Oklahoma plans to spend $5 billion over the next 15 years to upgrade not only to, and extend that this part of the turnpike, but also upgrade other parts across the state. But why is this route so important? Well, uh, according to Poe and Associates, um, and there were three Poe and Associates there uh, the night of the town hall, uh, David Streb, who's the current president. It's also worth noting that he was formerly the Director of Engineering for the Oklahoma Department of Transportation many years ago. He's currently the president of Poe and Associates. There was also Sean Kavanaugh and uh, Craig Moody, who are going to be heavily involved with uh, public engagement and with uh, design coordination for the turnpike expansion. They were all there, and they were saying that this turnpike is extremely important because it will allow congestion on the highways and traffic times to be improved. 
Um, they claimed themselves that as they traveled there that night from Oklahoma City, which is where Poe and Associates is based, took them about an hour and 14 minutes, uh, which they said if the turnpike gets expanded appropriately, uh, will allow such a such a travel time to be reduced by about 20 minutes to 25 minutes. And, and their belief is that this is worth it. This is justifiable. Uh, this can justify uh, having the turnpike be expanded because it will allow for less congestion on the interstate. In fact, the name of the project, which is supposed to take about 15 years and, and like you said, take about $5 billion to make happen is being called ACCESS, um, which is supposed to stand for um, Advancing and Connecting Communities and Economies Safely Statewide. So it's, it's clear that this is part of their big push um, to improve access to the state's infrastructure and, and to the roadways and highways uh, that people travel constantly, uh, commuting every day. And I, I think that's part of their, their big push for this is to to even name it access. And I can see that uh, because the the I-35, I-40 interchange is one of the busiest, if not the busiest in the state as far as traffic. Anyone who uh, from eastern Oklahoma or the eastern United States really, who, who wants to go uh, south along I-35, their best option uh, and most efficient option is to go through Oklahoma City. And essentially what this turnpike would do, it seems, is... Um, basically let them cut around that intersection. Just like uh, on the western side of the city, we, we have the turnpike extension in Mustang that lets people get off of I-40 before they normally would so that they can further head south. If this plan, whether it's this route or another route gets adopted, um, I think it'll be interesting to see because you know people coming from Tulsa won't have to drive through Oklahoma City at all to get to Dallas. I think the last question that we'll talk about today, that this current plan would bring the turnpike to the west of Lake Thunderbird and terminate near Purcell along I-35. What are the chances that this public outcry will lead to the route being altered? And what other options does the state have? Oh, wow. You know, that is a very good question. You know, the tone at the town hall, which was very raw with anger and frustration from from the residents of not just Norman, but, you know, surrounding cities in central Oklahoma that would be affected by this turnpike expansion, it seemed to me that they, the way they understood it is that this has already been done. This is basically set in stone and there's nothing we can really do to change it is what, is what the tone was and what the mood was that I was feeling from the residents. Um, but Poe and Associates, you know, the engineering people on behalf of the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority, uh, said that they, that they were there to start a dialogue. They wanted the comments. They wanted, they wanted the critiques. They wanted the feedback so that they could um, make some wiggle room on the map. I believe that um, uh, Ward 5 City Councilman uh, Rarchar uh, Tortorello, in fact, said as much. I mean, that was really the whole uh, meaning for the town hall, was to see if there were any changes that could be made. As far as the route being stopped, which I think would likely be what everyone in Ward 5 in the surrounding areas would prefer, you know, I... I don't have a crystal ball. I, I, I can't say that that will happen. Best case scenario is this turnpike gets stopped, correct? Is there a possibility, though, that it, it could be rerouted or changed? Um, I think there is some hope for optimism there. Um, but as far as any other plans, I can't say that they're not going to go ahead and go through with it. Um, I think at this point, at this stage, it seems like 
the residents of the affected areas are going to have to um, find appraisers um, and begin uh, setting themselves up for the eventual negotiations with the Turnpike Authority for how their property is going to be used and how much money they can get for the use of their property. Um, I think if I were a citizen living in the pathway of that turnpike, I, I would begin, not not immediately, because it's going to take some time, but I would begin going ahead and, and calling appraisers and, and calling people with the turnpike authority and, and getting ready to negotiate what that compensation is supposed to be. I, I think the turnpike authority is pretty much set on having this plan go to fruition. Well, Jesse, I really appreciate you uh, covering this and coming on the podcast to talk about it. And I know the Oklahoman certainly is going to continue covering this story uh, as it develops and as we find out uh, maybe about some new routes or what the Turnpike Authority is doing to uh, sort of ameliorate this condition that they find themselves in uh, with the uh, the people of Ward 5 and Norman. Jesse, thanks for joining us this week. And this podcast is possible because of the Oklahomans subscribers. We encourage you to subscribe if you can. You can read these stories that we've talked about and more every day in the Oklahoman and at oklahoman.com. Check back next Friday for a new episode.